I have some exciting news. You can now get Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast merchandise. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and much more. Choose from two different Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories podcast logos or get merchandise with one of my book covers on it. Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash store. That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash store. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. Live stream. I work in an office building. Let me tell you, I'm hot stuff. The ladies love me, even though they try to mask their feelings by referring to me as a creep, pervert, or sicko. Once in a while, I even get slapped. Those are the gals who are playing hard to get. It was Monday morning and I was walking to my cubicle when Jennifer, the receptionist, walked by. Yeah, she was wearing a button-up sweater over her blouse, but it was hanging open. Her fun bags were on full display and her headlights were on, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I couldn't let that fact slip by without a comment. Hey Jennifer. Is it cold in here, or are you just horny? (laughs) She pulled her sweater together, veiling the curvature of her breasts, and scowled at me. Go to hell, creepo! Eh, She might seem mad, but there's a glint in her eye that tells me she likes the attention. (laughs) Ah, yes, the ladies do love me. I sat down at my desk and turned on my computer. The screen flickered and began the ultra-slow process of powering up. Cheap piece of crap. As I waited, I noticed Nicole walk by my desk. I wheeled my chair out to the corridor so I can watch that shapely ass shake with every step. Choo-choo! She looked back at me to see what I meant. I made it clear. Nice caboose. (laughs) Her nose scrunched up as if she were disgusted. You're sick, pervert. Yeah, she calls me a pervert, but I get the impression that she'd love for me to violate her a dozen different ways. I pushed my chair back into my cubicle and stared daggers at my monitor as it continued its process of sputtering to life. This wasn't abnormal and typically I wouldn't care, 
The longer my computer took to activate, the more time I had to check out the ladies. But today I needed to get some reports off the wire and forward them to a client as soon as possible. I lost patience with my clunky computer and decided to visit my buddy Ron's cubicle to get the reports off his system. As I made my way to Ron's desk, a hottie toddy named Rose was coming my way. She had a body that wouldn't stop, topped off with flaming red hair. <laughs> I was about to ask her if the carpet matched the drapes, but she seemed to read my mind and held up a finger as she scolded me. One sick twisted remark out of your mouth and I'm going to human resources and filing a sexual harassment complaint. I flashed her my most smoldering seductive smirk. Aw, oh, baby, you're no fun. As she passed me, I puckered up and made a loud kissing sound. She flipped me off, but I kinda think she was a little bit turned on. I got to Ron's desk and saw that he wasn't there, but lucky for me, his computer was powered up and rearing to go. I sat down at his desk, grabbed the reports I needed, and fired them off via email to my client. Once I was finished, I minimized his work screen and was surprised to see that the screen had been concealing a small video box. I maximized the video box and discovered that it was a live stream. The feed was in black and white, but I doubt the cinder block room being streamed was much livelier in color. In the middle of the cinder block room was a large wooden high back chair. In the chair was a woman. She was sexy. Probably late 20s, long dark hair. She was wearing a light colored nightgown and was gagged. Her hands were tied to the arms of the chair and her ankles were strapped to the chair's legs. Even though no audio accompanied the video, I could tell the woman was crying. I peered around the office to make sure no one was gawking this way. <laughs> this was the definition of not safe for work. The coast was clear, so I kept watching. I noticed the woman becoming more agitated and discovered why when a man entered the frame. He was of average size. His back was to the camera so I couldn't make out his face, but fortunately, he was standing at an angle that still allowed me to see the sexy captive quite clearly. The man stood in front of the woman a minute. I could see his jaw moving. He was saying something to her, but lack of sound kept his words a mystery. Then he slapped her. Her head jolted to the side. He followed that up with a backhand knocking her face back toward the front. I continued watching on as the man took a few steps closer to the helpless woman and began unfastening his pants. Hey! I wheeled my head around at the sound of the voice. It was Ron. He was pissed. He shoved me out of the way and immediately closed the live stream video. I grinned at him and nodded. <laughs> Ron, my boy, I didn't know you had it in you. Ron moved in on me and got his face close to mine. Not a word about this, do you hear me? Not. A. Word. I gave him a sly grin and patted him on the upper arm. Your naughty secret is safe with me. <laughs>
I headed back to my desk and started doing my mundane tasks. Throughout the day, I caught Ron gazing at me with a serious expression. Once he was even on the phone talking to someone as he stared at me. I'd just smile, wink, or give him a thumbs up. He was worried that I was going to spill the beans. He was stressing over nothing. I wasn't going to tell anyone, but I did want the link to that live stream. <laughs> the fun was just getting started when he shut the show down. I noticed that Ron left early that day. He didn't say anything else to me about the live stream, so I assumed he was over it. When work let out, I swaggered out to my IROC Z28. I didn't even notice the ominous white van parked next to it until I heard the metallic grind of the door sliding open and felt meat hook hands grabbing me and hoisting me into the vehicle. As they zoomed off, somebody immediately threw a burlap sack over my head and my wrists were clamped together with wrist ties. I hollered out for them to tell me what was going on, but they clobbered me real good. I kept my mouth shut from then on. Finally, the vehicle came to a stop and the bag was removed from my head. There were a half a dozen large guys wearing black ski masks. I thought I was a goner, but then I saw Ron emerge from behind them. You shouldn't have opened that live stream. Hey, sorry Ron, okay, but you don't have to worry. I'll keep my trap shut. Mom's the word. Ron seemed sincere as he spoke. I believe you, but I'm not so sure these fellows do. They're afraid you'll tell someone. Wh what? <laughs> Why the hell would I tell anyone? I thought that whole scene was mighty hot. I was getting turned on. Hell, how do I get to be one of those guys who gets to get into the room with the captive women? <laughs> yeah. After saying that, the ski-masked men looked around at each other. I guess they figured that if I joined them, they could trust me. So I'm one of them now. <laughs> yeah, I get to go into the cinder block room and do whatever I want to the ladies. Yeah, they scream and holler, but deep down, I think they kinda like it. <laughs> If you like scary stories, and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a whole slew of them, and most of them are just 99 cents. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books. Again, this is a great way to support the show. That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books. I love blood splatter. Not to be confused with blood spatter, blood squirts, blood spurts, blood drops, or blood spray. I mean honest-to-goodness blood splatter. The term blood spatter encompasses most forms of blood that has marked a surface in any way. It's a broad term. Blood squirts and spurts are typically when an artery has been sliced, and the blood actually squirts out of the body with every beat of the heart. 
Blood drops are when the blood drips from a wound onto the ground. And blood spray is the residual spray of blood that can come from extreme wounds such as gunshots, knife stabs, or blunt force trauma. None of these things constitutes a genuine blood splatter. First of all, in order to achieve a splatter level, a deep resounding splat noise must accompany the hit. The noise should be followed by a clear splash of blood that travels a fair distance. Think in terms of someone doing a belly flop in a swimming pool. You hear the splat sound, which is followed by a chaotic burst of water blasting off in all directions. Now envision the water being blood, and the belly flopper being a baseball bat, and you'll have a decent understanding of what I mean when I say blood splatter. As you may have guessed, I don't get the opportunity to see blood splatter unless I create it myself. This requires me killing someone. I use a bat. I hate confrontation, so I always sneak up on my victim from behind. I then knock them senseless with one blow of the bat. Once they are lying on the ground in a daze, I finish them off with a killing blow by smashing in the face. If done correctly, their face will cave in, and if I wait approximately three minutes, the cavity will pool with blood. That's when I bring the bat down with all of my might into the center of the pool of blood. Much like a strongman at a carnival bringing the mallet down onto a wooden platform in an attempt to propel a small weight up a vertical pole to hit the bell at the top. When the strike is performed correctly, I successfully create blood splatter. There's nothing like it. I play this game of mine at least once a week. I always target small women. That way if something goes wrong and I have to fight them, I have the size and strength advantage. I hate fighting though and I'm not good at it, so it's imperative that my first blow with the bat hits the mark. Over the years I've reached expert level with the task. They rarely detect my coming and I almost always knock them out cold before they know what happened. Tonight is the night for another blood splatter. I spotted my target earlier in the evening. She was a petite little thing, couldn't have been more than five feet tall. She was thin. I could see that she had a breast size that would require at least a B cup, so this was likely a woman and not an adolescent. Not that I really cared. I don't know where she came from or where she was going, I just knew she made the mistake of walking all alone in a dark, lonely alley. I hid in a nearby yard and choked the handle of my bat as I waited in the shadows behind a fence. I watched as she walked past me. Her stride was deliberate and precise. When she was about ten feet away I made my move. I sprung from the shadows and silently maneuvered myself behind her, pulled the bat back, and swung with all of my might. The bat bounced off of her head. A clanging thud echoed through the alley. 
The woman froze for a couple of seconds before she plopped over onto her back like a bag of bricks. Her lifeless eyes were open as she stared up at nothing. There was something spooky about them. They almost didn't look real. They were like doll's eyes. It, it didn't matter. They were about to be caved into her head anyway. I brought the bat up over my head and pounded it down into the center of her face. The sound of my bat on her face was unusual. It sounded like a metallic crash. The kind of sound I'd expect to hear if I bashed my bat against a plate of sheet metal. I looked down at the sunken face of the woman, expecting to see a pile of mush filling with blood. But that's not at all what I saw. Instead, I saw a jumble of wires, circuits, and flashing lights. This was some kind of android. I looked down at the robotic body as it twitched. I could hear an array of frenzied digital chirps and witnessed a small trail of white smoke escaping from the center of the machine's face. What was going on? Did robots walk among us? If so, how many? And how many of us knew about them? My thoughts were interrupted by the clatter of footsteps rushing toward me, and I found myself surrounded by a half dozen people of varying sizes and sexes. Or should I say, robots. I could see the subtle red glow in the center of their synthetic eyes. Had I been oblivious to their existence, I wouldn't have put two and two together. But since I knew, it was clear. That's when it dawned on me. Because I was aware of their existence, they couldn't allow me to live. They descended upon me like locusts and beat me down with their metallic arms. I tried my best to cover myself up, but there were too many of them. Eventually the blows landed and I was laid out in a daze, not unlike my many victims. I was still conscious when one of the androids balled up their fist, raised it high into the air, and pounded down with force. I died hearing the wonderful splat sound and witnessed the chaotic splash of my own blood splatter into the night. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com, sign up for our newsletter, and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. If you like what you're hearing, please consider contributing. Any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash support. That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash support.